You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I'm Scott Cullen, and welcome to Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. In today's episode, we're going to look at pitchers who have the biggest difference between ERA and expected fielding and independent pitching. See who's likely to have better and worse results over the rest of the season. We'll dig deep on the waiver wire, have some injury updates, some matchups, and DFS value plays for Wednesday. But first, we've got a bunch of takeaways from Tuesday's full schedule in the major leagues. We'll start with Blue Jays' first baseman, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., was 3 for 5 with a home run, 3 RBIs, and a 5 3 win at Atlanta. He has 8 home runs, hitting 322, 1028 OPS. Uh, Vladdy having uh, a, a real breakout season so far uh, for the Blue Jays. Uh, Atlanta, uh, right fielder Ronald Acuna Jr. was two for four. He had a home run and scored a couple of runs in that 5-3 loss to Toronto. He now has 11 home runs, hitting 311 with a 1063 OPS. As you'll note there, aside from a three home run difference, the, the numbers between Guerrero uh, and Acuna are very close. Uh, Washington shortstop Trey Turner was three for four, had a home run and a walk in a 6-2 loss against Philadelphia. Batting average is up to 323, OPS up to 914, and he has eight home runs. Uh, Turner, given uh, his ability to steal bases as well, uh, is one of the one of the top few players uh, in, in fantasy when everything is going right. Uh, Milwaukee. Starting pitcher Freddie Peralta continues to mow down uh, the opposition. He went seven innings, gave up one hit, one walk, no run, struck out eight in what was a 6-1 loss uh, to St. Louis. Things kind of went sideways once Freddie Peralta left the game uh, in the seventh. St. Louis uh, won 6-1 to one in 11 innings. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt and Tyler O'Neill both hit homers in the 11th uh, to blow the tie game wide open. Uh, Baltimore, uh, John Means went six innings, gave up six hits, uh, and this is following up his no-hitter, uh, no walks, no runs, struck out just three uh, in a 3-2 loss to the New York Mets. Another case uh, where the the bullpen uh, let down the, a quality start here. Uh, and so Cesar Valdez coughed up the lead in the ninth inning. Means, uh, through eight starts so far this season, has a 1.21 ERA, 0.71 whip. Uh, far better uh, than expected. You know, there, there, <laughs> there were all kinds of uh, reasonable paths uh, to expect for John Means to, you know, he might have a sleeper value and could uh, give you some, you know, value as a late round pick. Uh, to have a 1.21 ERA and 0.71 WHIP, that's uh, that's something different. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks uh, starter Madison Bumgarner uh, went seven innings, gave four hits, no walks, no runs, struck out nine in an 11-3 win against Miami. And look, Bumgarner had a disaster of a 2020 season, and then was terrible in his first three starts this season. And so it looked like that die was cast and we were just going to be done uh, with Madison Bumgarner. But, oh ho, not so fast. In his past five starts, Bumgarner has 0.90 ERA, 0.47 whip, and 34 strikeouts in 30 innings. I mean, he's he's back to being uh, an ace caliber pitcher suddenly. Uh, now, I don't know that you want to pin all of your value on Madison Bumgarner based on five starts, uh, but 
Yeah, he certainly becomes uh, relevant again uh, for fantasy purposes when he's pitching like this. Uh, Cincinnati uh, left fielder Jesse Winker was three for four with a home run, two doubles, uh, and a seven-two loss at Pittsburgh. Winker's average goes up to three seventy-four, has an eleven fourteen OPS, seven home runs. Uh, he's been uh, fantastic value this season. Uh, there was a pitcher's duel in Houston. Uh, I think the one we called yesterday is the best pitching matchup. Uh, Lance McCullers went eight innings, gave up three hits, two walks, one earned run, struck out nine uh, in a 5-1 win against the Angels. Uh, McCullers now has a 3.10 ERA and 1.06 whip uh, in his first seven starts of the season. Uh, and for the Angels, uh, Shohei Otani went seven innings, gave up four hits, one walk, uh, one earned run, struck out 10 uh, in that 5-1 loss. Uh, again, the bullpen uh, let, let Otani down. Uh, and in five starts, Otani has a 2.10 ERA and a 1.21 whip. Uh, he's been outstanding. Uh, little injury news and, and a positive uh, is that Luke Voigt uh, played his first game for the Yankees. Now he was 0 for 3. He was hit by a pitch. Uh, but, you know, getting uh, the guy who led the majors in home runs last year, getting him back into the lineup should help uh, the Yankees. Uh, Yankees starting pitcher Jordan Montgomery. Uh, went six innings, he had two hits, one walk, one earned run, struck out eight in a 3-1 win against Tampa Bay. Montgomery is now uh, kind of forcing himself into the fantasy discussion, has a 3.96 ERA, 1.03 whip, which is great uh, in seven starts. And so uh, I think you have to give, give Montgomery serious consideration uh, for fantasy. Uh, Seattle outfielder Mitch Hanniger was two for four with a pair of home runs in a, in a 6-4 loss at, at the Dodgers. Uh, he's up to 10 home runs on the season, hitting 265 with an 860 OPS. Uh, he's slowing down after a, uh, a really great start, uh, but he, he still manages a, a multiple home run game. Uh, for the Dodgers, second baseman Gavin Lux was two for four, uh, had a home run, scored two runs, drove in three in that 6-4 win against Seattle. Uh, he had the game-winning uh, pop, uh, and that was his first home run of the season. Uh, Lux is only hitting 222 with a 569 OPS. Uh, so you you could rush out to get him, but uh, you might want to be patient and see whether there's anything to build on here. Uh, White Sox first baseman Jose Abreu was 2-for-3 with a home run, scored three runs in a 9-3 win against Minnesota. Uh, Abreu has been off to a pretty slow start, but he does have seven home runs. Hitting 231 with a 775 OPS. You know that's not that's not uh, MVP numbers, uh, but starting to come around. It looks like uh, Kansas City DH Jorge Soler was two for five, uh, had a home run and six RBIs in an 8-7 loss at Detroit. Now Soler only has three home runs this season, hitting just 200, has a 654 OPS. Uh, so he's going to be more widely available than he he might have been otherwise. Uh, but you know you have a game with six RBIs. Uh, that, that will start drawing attention to you. Uh, Detroit left fielder Robbie Grossman was two for five. He had five RBIs uh, in that 8-7 win against Kansas City. Now Grossman, he's only hitting 233, but the guy gets on base uh, and has a 752 OPS, which is respectable enough. Uh, but he does hit leadoff for Detroit. And so kind of deep leagues, uh, there's you know still some appeal for Robbie Grossman, especially if it happens to be a deep league that uses on base percentage uh, instead of batting average. Uh, Detroit center fielder Akil Badu, who got off such an amazing start, uh, has has gone very cold, uh, but was two for two, uh, walked three times, scored a couple of runs in that 8-7 win uh, against Kansas City. His at batting average is 215 on the season. Still has a 782 OPS though, because he's taken uh, a handful uh, out of the park. Uh, Detroit uh, starting pitcher Matthew Boyd went six innings, we gave up four hits, two walks, no runs, struck out five in an 8-7 win uh, against the Royals. Uh, Boyd has a 1.94 ERA, 0.94 whip in seven starts. Now, his strikeout rate is way down. Uh, so I, I would have some concerns about the sustainability of Boyd's numbers. Uh, but 
you know, can't, can't argue with the results because last season was uh, uh, much, much worse. Uh, and so whether these results are unsustainable or not, uh, you'll take them. Uh, Pittsburgh second baseman Adam Frazier uh, was two for five, scored a couple of runs, drove in a couple of runs in a 7-2 win against Cincinnati. Uh, his batting average is up to 312, got a 827 OPS. He's hitting leadoff. Uh, there's there's some fantasy value uh, to be had there. Uh, Miami first baseman Jesus Aguiar is is rolling. He was three for four with a home run uh, in an 11-3 loss at Arizona. He's up to eight home runs, uh, 283 batting average, 926 OPS. For a guy you would be able to grab late, uh, he's he's providing tons of value. Uh, Arizona super utility man is Drupal Cabrera playing third base uh, last night. It was four for five, home run, three RBIs uh, in that 11-3 win against Miami. Has four home runs on the season, but he's hitting 290 with an 884 OPS. Uh, so you know maybe Cabrera isn't uh, you know your prototypical power hitting corner infielder, uh, but he's a pretty productive bat uh, wherever you can use him. Uh, Oakland starting pitcher Chris Bassett uh, went seven innings. You have three hits, no walks, two earned runs, struck out ten uh, in a 3-2 win at Boston. Uh, Bassett was not likely to to match last season. We had a 2.29 ERA. Uh, and right now, through eight starts, has a 3.54 ERA, 1.10 whip. Uh, and that, uh, you can look at and think, well, that's that's much more sustainable. Um, and, you know, credit to Bassett. He, he didn't have to completely collapse uh, just because he wasn't going to have a 2.29 ERA. Uh, San Diego sent Dinoson Lamette uh, to the mound uh, to start against Colorado, and, and they won 8-1. He only went two innings. Went one hit, one walk. One earned run, struck out one, uh, and so what we've got out of Lamette is in three starts he has a 1.50 ERA and a 1.33 WHIP. He's also pitched just six innings, uh, and so you know for fantasy managers there's there's not much you can do uh, with Dinoson Lamette unless they they get to the point where uh, he's going to you know pitch real real starters workload uh, because right now he's going at about 30 pitches a a game and that, that's not enough. Uh, for San Diego, Manny Machado uh, went two for five, had a home run, two runs scored, drove in five uh, in that 8-1 win. Uh, Machado, not off to a great start. He has five home runs now, hitting 237 with a 736 OPS. Uh, and last uh, takeaway from Tuesday's uh, games was San Francisco uh, starting pitcher Logan Webb went six innings, gave three hits, two walks, one run, struck out 10 uh, in a 4-2 win against Texas. Now, Webb's moving in the right direction, uh, but he's not all the way there yet uh, as he's sitting on a 4.74 ERA and a 1.45 whip um, in in eight games. There are seven starts there. Uh, But uh, if you want to be optimistic about Logan Webb, you can look at uh, his 4.74 ERA, but his uh, expected fielding independent pitching is 3.17. Uh, so you you might be able to uh, expect better things to come. Uh, and when we come back, we are going to look at uh, the pitchers who have the greatest difference between their expected fielding independent pitching and ERA so far this season. Have you guys heard about Sports Trade? It's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. It's amazing. Sports Trade takes fantasy to the next level. It's like Robin Hood for fantasy sports. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players just like real stocks. A fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. And... They've added baseball to the platform, so check it out today. Making money with sports trade is simple. Player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, statistical performance in each game as compared to their projected fantasy points in that game. The more points scored, the higher their value goes. Two, supply and demand. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. When you're ready to buy shares, you can pick that penny stock in a rookie with huge upside or grab that blue chip vet who's always a solid performer. Instantly buy and sell as many shares and as many players as you like, just like the stock market. Then, watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. 
simply go to sportstrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign up to get started. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun and exciting and profitable new world of sports trading. It's truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sportstrade.com. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and they have nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited-time flavor. Uh, but uh, their their mainstay flavors are coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, that one's my favorite, uh, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Salted caramel comes in it as my second favorite. Uh, and if you don't know, you know which one you, you would prefer, you can get a mixed box uh, at Built Bar. You get two of each of the nine. Uh, you can sample them and, and then kind of come to your decision on, on which one will be your go-to. Uh, and you know most of these uh, bars they have high protein, low calorie, low sugar, uh, low carbs. They're all covered in 100% chocolate, uh, so they taste great uh, and you know really taste like a, a nice snack uh, as opposed to something you're you're forcing yourself to eat. And uh, from my perspective, I uh, started uh, using Built Bars when I was going to an outdoor boot camp. Uh, and I kind of leaned right into it, making that part of my post-workout routine. And I've had some uh, success dropping uh, a few LBs. Uh, and so, you know, full credit uh, to BuiltBar.com for, uh, you know, gi- giving my muscles the protein boost they need and uh, tasting like a good snack in, in the process. Uh, go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So I thought at this point in the season it would be uh, reasonable to take a look uh, at the early results on expected fielding independent pitching uh, and ERA. And we can kind of see uh, which pitchers you know, might be looking at uh, some better results moving forward uh, and some that uh, you know, could be in trouble uh, and, and see their uh, results get worse. Uh, so let's, let's stay optimistic off the start here and some pitchers who could uh, see things getting better. Now, one of the things is, is that uh, if you've been getting rocked uh, early, there, there's obviously more room uh, for things to get better. And so Angel's uh, pitcher Jose Quintana has an ERA of nine so far, uh, right? His uh, expected fielding independent pitching, though, is 3.68. Uh, and so it, it's certainly fair for you to ignore a starting pitcher who has an ERA of nine. Uh, but you might want to keep Quintana on your radar uh, if that expected f- fielding independent pitching continues uh, to, to hang in that range because uh, one of the reasons that, that it's staying so low is that Quintana is missing bats. Guy has 14.6 strikeouts per nine. Uh, and so if he can continue that, uh, you would have to expect that the results are going to get better. Uh, Pittsburgh's Trevor Cahill uh, rocking a 6.75 ERA, but his expected field in independent pitching is 3.56, entirely respectable. Now, you know, he's also starting for the Pirates, so maybe wins aren't going to uh, come too easily, uh, but uh, you, you might be able to keep an eye on Cahill and, and see how he does um, and at least consider him as a streaming option. Uh, depending on on some favorable matchups. The Angels' Alex Cobb, as we continue uh, through a a bunch of veteran starters, uh, has a 5.48 ERA, but his expected fielding independent pitching was 2.62. Now, now Cobb's injured at the moment, uh, but uh, 13.1 strikeouts per nine, which for a guy who doesn't uh, throw very hard, uh, uh, he he definitely uh, has mastered the craft. Uh, And so keep an eye on Alex Cobb when he does come back. Uh, there, There may be some value to be had there. Uh, Pittsburgh's Mitch Keller, uh, one who we've talked about, uh, how disastrous his start has been. Uh, and he has a 7.81 ERA and seven starts. I mean, there's nothing to see there for fantasy purposes. Uh, and now his expected fielding and independent pitching is better, but it's still 5.21. So I don't think, uh, whether Keller, uh, is 
has better expected fielding independent pitching numbers, uh, that's not enough uh, to, to get very excited about. Uh, for the Mets, David Peterson uh, is off to a bit of a rough start with a 5.54 ERA uh, and six starts, but his uh, expected expected fielding independent pitching is 3.15. Uh, and the strikeout rate has gone way up uh, from his rookie seasons, up to 11.1 strikeouts per nine. Uh, you could definitely uh, find some future value there in David Peterson. Uh, Cincinnati's Luis Castillo, uh, pro- probably still reeling from his opening day start, uh, but he has a 6.42 ERA through seven starts. His expected fielding independent pitching, 4.03. Now, that's not incredible and amazing, but it's better. Uh, and so I would certainly consider uh, Luis Castillo as kind of a, uh, a high upside uh, addition. Uh, Kansas City's Brad Keller, who was a prime candidate for regression this year uh, and in seven starts has a 7.31 ERA. Uh, so he's getting all the regression. Uh, and uh, his expected feeling in independent pitching is 5.09. Again, that's not enough to be terribly excited about Brad Keller, uh, but you can probably expect that the ERA is going to come down from 7.31. Uh, and really, when you have guys who have ERAs up in the sixes and sevens, uh, e- either the ERA starts coming down or they just stop, they, they stop getting opportunities uh, in the rotation. Now, Washington's Patrick Corbin, you know, maybe one of the higher profile disappointments uh, among starting pitchers, has a 7.36 ERA uh, in six starts. Uh, his expected fielding independent pitching, 5.40 now. So there's you know, some room for it to get better. Uh, at the same time, uh, given expectations for Corbin, uh, kind of both numbers need to be uh, better. He, he, you're not going to be happy if Patrick Corbin comes in with an ERA in the mid fives. Uh, and so the, he's made some progress uh, lately, but he's probably not out of the woods just yet. Uh, now on the other side of the coin, uh, some starting pitchers who are off to, uh, you know, strong starts in terms of ERA that uh, might be looking at uh, some trouble moving forward. And we'll start with Minnesota's J.A. Happ, uh, who comes into Wednesday's games, has a 1.91 ERA. His expected fielding independent pitching is 5.39. So he's kind of right in the same range as Patrick Corbin, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, but, uh, you know, Hap is a low strikeout pitcher, and, and so you, you might expect him to uh, fare better uh, than his expected fielding independent pitching uh, over the long haul. But at the same time, uh, you probably don't expect him to hang on to a 1.91 ERA either. Uh, St. Louis's John Gant has a 2.15 ERA. He also has like a, a whip of 1.7. Uh, and his expected fielding independent pitching is 5.26. Uh, so uh, I would not be uh, racing out to get Gant even with that uh, low ERA. Uh, Detroit's Matthew Boyd, we, just, we talked about him earlier, has a 1.94 ERA. Now his expected fielding independent pitching is 4.91. Uh, and so, yes, there's been progress from Boyd. He's been much better than he was last season. Uh, he's also uh, riding a wave of unsustainability uh, early on. Uh, Seattle's Justin Dunn, 3.51 ERA, 6.19, uh, expecting fielding independent pitching. And the thing is, Dunn is sort of on the fringe for fantasy purposes. Uh, this might tell you to exercise caution. You know, may- maybe you-, you take him as a streaming option or, or what have you, but uh, that 3.51 ERA it seems awfully likely to rise. Uh, Kansas City's Danny Duffy, who's off to an incredible start, has a 1.26 ERA. His expected fielding independent pitching is 3.71, and which is entirely fine. If if he ended up with an ERA in that range, uh, the Royals would have to take that as a big win uh, compared to where it's been uh, the past few seasons. So, uh, yeah, yes, he's not going to hang on at a 1.26 ERA all season. Believe that. Uh, same goes for Baltimore's John Means. ERA of 1.21. His expected fielding independent pitching is 3.55. Uh, and 
you know, as I mentioned earlier, Means has you know been far and away better than what could have been expected uh, this season. But part of it is he's he's been fortunate, uh, and so you know keep that in mind. I, I think when you see guys who have an ERA of one point two six and one point two one, it's pretty easy to to understand that their, their numbers are not going to continue uh, that low. Speaking of, uh, how about White Sox starter Carlos Rodon, who's been you know maybe the biggest surprise uh, in baseball, not. Not that he's been a capable starting pitcher, but that he's you know rivaling the very best pitchers in the sport. Uh, in his five starts, he has a 0.58 ERA. Uh, now his expected fielding independent pitching is 2.89, which is still really good, uh, but uh, it's not a 0.58 ERA. And so, believe it or not, Carlos Rodon may not be able to keep that up uh, over the long haul. And Rodon's teammate Lance Lynn uh, has a 1.52 ERA in five starts. His uh, Expected fielding independent pitching is 3.61. Again, entirely respectable. If Lynn ends up with an ERA in the mid-threes, you'd, you'd be totally fine with that uh, because that's kind of standard for uh, that workhorse starter. Uh, but uh, he, he's been doing better than that uh, so far. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is now in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON. At Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Now, every episode I offer up one player uh, that is rostered in 10% or fewer of uh, Yahoo leagues. Maybe it's somebody you need to race to the waiver wire to get to beat the competition, or maybe it's someone to put on your uh, radar uh, and just kind of be prepared to pounce uh, when the time is right. And so today we are going with. Baltimore Orioles starter Matt Harvey. Now, 2015 was probably the last time that Harvey uh, had a fantasy-relevant season, but he's kind of creeping towards that uh, this season. He's uh, now in Baltimore, his fifth team in the past four seasons. He has a 3.60 ERA and a 1.29 whip and seven starts uh, coming into Wednesday's games. Uh, His strikeout rate, 6.4 per nine, is quite low. So it's fair to question how sustainable uh, Harvey's start is, but... Going against the Mets uh, on Wednesday, a team with which he virtually had all of his uh, previous Major League success. And and Harvey is at least worth considering in deep leagues, uh, maybe even as a streaming option uh, when he gets favorable matchups. He's rostered in just 8% of Yahoo leagues. Now, a few injury updates. Well, San Diego's got a handful of guys landing on their COVID uh, injured list. Uh, Left fielder Will Myers, first baseman Eric Hosmer, second baseman and outfielder Jerks and Profar, uh, shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, and shortstop Jorge Mateo, uh, all on the COVID-19 list. Seems like a bit of a problem. Uh, Philadelphia catcher JT Real Muto has a bruised knee. He could miss some time. Uh, obviously, the Phillies will hope that it's not much. Uh, you know, Real Muto is probably you know the most valuable catcher uh, over the past you know handful of years. Uh, Andrew Knapp uh, figures to play uh, while Real Muto is out. Arizona first baseman Christian Walker. He left Tuesday's game with an oblique injury. Paven Smith uh, could move back into the infield from... Uh, from the outfield uh, and play first base. Uh, Dalton Varsho and Tim LoCastro uh, are available to play uh, in center field if Smith does move back to, to first. Uh, St. Louis starting pitcher Carlos Martinez is on the 10-day injury list with a sprained ankle. Seems like that opens up a rotation spot for Johan Oviedo, who's kind of been in a swing role there uh, for the cards. 
Yankee center fielder Aaron Hicks day-to-day with a bruised shin. Now, you wouldn't think that keeps you out long-term, but in the meantime, Brett Gardner is uh, a serviceable fill-in. And Mets second baseman Jeff McNeil, also day-to-day with a leg cramp. If he misses any time, Jose Peraza is there to to fill in. Uh, For San Francisco, first baseman Brandon Belt is day-to-day with tightness in his side. You know, the, the dreaded oblique. Uh, and now <laughs> we have talked many times uh, so far this season about how the San Francisco has solid depth of guys who can play first and second. Well, now that Tommy LaStella and Donovan Solano are already on the injured list, if Belt does miss time, uh, they may have to do some shuffling here. And whether that's uh, moving Darren Ruff in to play first base uh, or moving Wilmer Flores uh, to first base and Mauricio Dubon to second, uh, there may be some uh, movement required if Belt's... Uh, Oblique injury causes causes him any long-term trouble. Uh, Detroit catcher Grayson Griner uh, suffered a strained hamstring and is probably out till late May. Uh, and they already have Wilson Ramos out uh, of the lineup, which means Jake Rogers uh, next in line for, for the Tigers behind the plate. Uh, Rangers catcher Jose Trevino is day-to-day with a strained tricep. Uh, and Pirates reliever Kyle Crick uh, is on the 10-day injury list with a strained tricep. Uh, he, he's been quite effective in a setup role uh, for them, but... Uh, that, that will have to wait uh, for a few weeks. Uh, now let's take a look uh, at a couple of matchups uh, for Wednesday uh, that I like uh, on betonline.ag. Uh, we've got uh, Philadelphia Phillies with Zach Wheeler on the mound, minus 132 uh, at Washington, who have John Lester uh, going. Now Lester's been okay uh, in his first couple of starts for the Nationals, uh, but uh, I sort of don't trust him yet <laughs> at this stage of his career. You know, his 2020 season was pretty rough, and um, I... I Find it easier to trust Wheeler, and, and the minus 132 uh, price is not uh, super prohibitive. Uh, and then Toronto sends Hyunjin Ryu plus 106 at Atlanta with Max Freed, and Freed has really struggled uh, early this season. Uh, and so that makes you know a little more appealing here uh, to grab Ryu uh, with a Blue Jays team that uh, you know can, can get thumping uh, sometimes and give him uh, adequate run support. So getting him a, as an underdog in that matchup, uh, not. Not the worst play in the world. Now, thanks to betonline.ag for those odds. Let's grab a few DFS value plays uh, for Wednesday. And we'll start with Hyunjin Ryu, $7,100 uh, at Atlanta. Uh, if you think he can uh, pull off the upset win there, that's probably worthwhile. Uh, Chicago White Sox, first base eligible is Yermin Mercedes, uh, who's only $4,300 against Minnesota's J.A. Happ. Uh, Mercedes is hitting 435 with a 1263 OPS against left-handed pitching. Uh, we'll take that at $4,300. Uh, same goes for Philadelphia second baseman Gene Segura. It's $4,300 against Washington and John Lester. Uh, Segura hitting 364 with a 900 OPS against left-handed pitching. Uh, Philadelphia third baseman Alec Baum is only $3,100. Uh, and he's going up against Washington and John Lester. Now Baum is off to a pretty tough start overall. But against lefties, hitting 310 with a 920 OPS. Uh, so that, that's a pretty favorable matchup at that price. Uh, Seattle outfielder Mitch Hanniger is $4,000. Uh, now he's going against the Dodgers and... Uh, Julio Urias, who's you know been terrific, uh, but Hanniger is coming off a two-home run game, has a 918 OPS against left-handed pitching. Uh, there's some value to be had there. Uh, and Toronto outfielder Teoscar Hernandez is $3,700 uh, at Atlanta with Max Fried on the mound. As I said, Fried's been struggling early uh, in this season. While Hernandez has only been okay, uh, he does hit lefties better than uh, than right-handed pitchers. So uh, opportunity there for Hernandez to give you a pretty good return on $3,700. That will do it for today. Enjoy the games. I'll be back tomorrow for buy low, sell high Thursdays. Uh, check out the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast too as we get ready for the NHL playoffs. Uh, maybe drop in a five-star rating on iTunes. Check it out on Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball. 
your daily source for fantasy news and analysis. And get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.